0: I've got a man who wants to see another man. I've got a plane that really made a splash. Oh. Oh, dear. (laughs) Welcome to Date Fight. It's the podcast that takes great moments from history and pitches them against each other. It does indeed. He's Jake. Yep. I'm
1: Nat Tapley, and together we have felled the largest redwoods in the forest of history and are comparing
0: their rings. <clears throat> and the nice thing is, we're sober. Uh, sorry about yesterday. Yes. <laughs> it was a fun that. idea at the time. Little ashamed. <laughs> Welcome to Date Fight hungover. Yeah. You should have heard it before the edit. Oh. Uh,
1: I'm glad you had to edit that while drunk though. That makes me feel very happy. It
0: was so painful. Honestly, listening to yourself drunk as you sober up and having to edit every uh, horrific microaggression and it was just <laughs> everything about it was horrible and I hate myself so much. Oh no. Thank you for uh, that um, experience. Round
1: one. I am going to take you to March the 10th, 1629, when Charles I got bored of having to dissolve Parliament every year and decided to just not have any more Parliaments. Because he liked doing wars and things, Charles I needed lots of money, and to get money, he needed to ask Parliament to approve taxes, and every year, for the first three years of his reign, from 1635 to 1628, he had called the Parliament to come and give him some money. But when he did that, Parliament kept saying, well, in exchange for that money, could we have a say over this, or could we do this? And he hated that happening, so every time he dissolved the Parliament, didn't get the money he needed to go and make war on the Scots. So, he... In 1629... Why why,
0: why did why did he have such a vendetta against the Scots was it like I mean a he have. Dude his, that his dad, went dad wrong,
1: had or? been his da- <laughs> his dad had been uh, King of Scotland who was James the of Scotland and uh, James I of England oh, uh, but issues. he wanted to change the he wanted to change their prayer book essentially he wanted them to use the Book of Common Prayer like the Church of England and the Church of Scotland said no and so he <laughs> wanted to you know, the best way to solve religious disputes about minor technical issues of which prayer book you use is through wars so he wanted to
0: start lots of
1: wars to fix that Um, remember
0: nat uh, like i'm sorry but at the end of all sitting down at a table and talking to each other there Mm. has to be fighting
1: Yes, I mean, if we if Jesus taught us one thing, it's that fight your brother as I fought mine, um, as he punched the disciples in the face. The punching of the five thousand was my favourite parable. <laughs> So he dissolved Parliament altogether. He said, I don't need Parliament anymore. um, And he tried to get along without. um, That's why we talked about ship money a while ago. And that's why he kept Mm. using ship money because he wasn't. He refused to call Parliament and get proper taxes done. Um, And that's why he kept losing wars with the Scots because he had no money. And he was a rubbish king. And we cut his head off.
0: Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) A little drastic, but sure. Yeah. Uh, OK, I'm going to take you to the 10th of March, 1876. Ooh. And that thing that you've probably got in your hand right now... Oh, is is shameful. kicking off. Very shameful. It's the first successful test of a telephone. A telephone oh. made by Alexander Graham Bell, of course, who was mm. going to either go into that or be a steeplejack or something with a name like that. <laughs> so he did some tests. He went to his parents' house... because that's what you want That's the best place to make an awkward phone call I've got this really good idea, okay? And I just, I need to get it off the ground. Why don't you become a dentist? Because this, trust me.
1: Did Um, his friends have to call him and then talk to his dad first for five minutes?
0: (laughs) The first phone call, the first phone call ever made was... (laughs) um, Is Alexander in? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was uh, March 10th, 1876, uh, and Bell used what he called the instrument. To call his friend Thomas uh, into the room. He was in another room. Yeah. And he said, um, Mr. Watson, come here. I want to see you. (laughs) And Watson, it says, soon appeared at his side. Yeah. Which is lovely. That's very Um, nice. I mean, if he could have predicted the sort of thing people like Watson were going to end up getting up to with telephones. Yeah. Certain uh, premium rate numbers. Yeah. Certain apps. Yeah, oh dear. Which I uh, discovered have a certain alert notification (laughs) sound. That if you're in the know, you're in the know. Um, I read on Fesshole on Twitter that someone's father-in-law had a certain alert sound coming on. (laughs) Anyway,
1: delightful. Happy birthday to Nena Cherry, the Swedish singer-songwriter, who was the Swedish singer-songwriter. She's a rapper and musician, and she's Nena Cherry. Happy birthday to you, Nena Cherry. Also, on a musical theme, happy birthday to musical sex pest Robin Thicke, who lives up to his name. Not because he has girth, but because he is dense. I don't know, he always looks really...
0: Also- you yeah. know, it could be argued he's, if not Robin, certainly uh, being heavily influenced by a lot of other musicians. Yes. Yes. Didn't
1: he lose a lawsuit recently? I don't know. I believe he did. Um, Also, happy birthday to Lillian Wald. She invented school nurses in the USA. She was one of the founders of the National Association of the Advancement of Coloured People. Um, She founded the Henry Street Settlement, which was a comprehensive health coverage plan for poor people in New York, making sure that everyone had at-home care. And she's generally brilliant, unlike Robin Thicke. She's amazing. She was born in 1867, died in 1940. Well done, Lillian Wald. Happy birthday to you.
0: Yes, it's seems, just to pick up on Robin Thicke um, Mm. it seems that there were some (laughs) blurred lines over just who had written blurred lines and Robin Thicke and uh, Pharrell uh, paid 7.2 million dollars there we go to the Marvin Gaye estate both Robin and Thicke happy
1: death day happy death day to Balthazar Hoopmeyer. Of course you know who Balthasar Hubmeier was. He was the German... My favourite cigar! (laughs) He was the German Anabaptist who had just continually disputed with the Swiss uh, theologian Zwingli. Uh, He often lost his uh, disputes with Zwingli to such an extent that they put him to death in the square. Happy Death Day to Agnes Bland Beckin, Bland, who was going to push to the very limits the concept of a family-friendly podcast. She was an erotic mystic who wrote down revelations so exciting that the Jesuits chased down almost every copy and got rid of them. The only two copies survived, one of which burned in a fire in Strasbourg Library in 1870, so only one copy made it down to us. Um, Lots of it's just general revelations. A particularly interesting one is... Hang on, let me find the exact quotation, just so I don't unnecessarily offend the listeners. Uh, she was working on the concept that Jesus had been resurrected, so Jesus and his body came back to life. But Jesus, having been circumcised, presumably at that point his foreskin came back to life as well somewhere. And so she spent a lot of time thinking about where that foreskin was and where it might have been kept. Oh. So she was wondering where this foreskin now was. And it was, well, was it just lying there, alive? So she was quite, she's quite a deep thinker. Uh, so she wrote down... Crying and with compassion, she began to think about the foreskin of Christ, and where it may be located after the resurrection. And behold, soon she felt with the greatest sweetness on her tongue a little piece of skin, like the skin in an egg, which she swallowed. After she had swallowed it, she again felt the little skin on her tongue with sweetness as before, and again she swallowed it. And this happened to her about a hundred times. And when she felt it so frequently, she was tempted to touch it with her finger, and when she wanted to do so, that little skin went down her throat on its own, and it was was told to her that the foreskin was resurrected with the Lord on the day of resurrection and so great was the sweetness of tasting of that little skin that she felt in all her limbs and for the parts of her limbs. A sweet transformation. Happy death day to you, Agnes Blandbeekin. <laughs> also, I
0: I, I... I, You can't, you can't
1: just can't <laughs> I just move straight. Like, we on. need
0: some kind of <laughs> follow-up discussion. That's... <laughs> uh. Sorry, everyone. She,
1: yeah, sorry about that but um, do look her up if you're interested in erotic mystics oh, yeah. of the... I, I, all I've got is a really
0: horrific imagery of Mystic Meg in my head, so... Oh, no. Let's pass yeah, on. OK, let's do Maude de Lacy. Happy
1: death day to Maude de Lacy. She's also contemporary. She's also 13th century. She married Richard de Clare, who was the Earl of Hertford and the Earl of Gloucester. Uh, she argued with her mother. She argued with lots of people. And as a widow, she became the most litigious person of the century. She, sued, she was involved in 33 court cases that she started and 44 people Sued her. Um, that's how we know so much about her. Is because she was constantly involved in court cases, uh, which was probably because she was one of the wealthiest women in the world and a widow. Happy death date, Maud.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. Yes. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know what to do with myself <laughs> now. But I'm going to take you <laughs> to the 10th of March, 1988. Oh. Uh, and. Uh, j- How different Mm. Britain might look right now, Mm. right? Yeah. When the Prince of Wales Mm -hmm. narrowly avoids death on the ski slopes of Switzerland, (gasps) an avalanche kills one of his closest friends. Oh. Major Hugh Lindsay, former equerry to the Queen, was sent plunging 400 metres down the mountainside when the avalanche hit the royal party as they were skiing off-piste above the resort of Closter's yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I am sorry, but what is the royal family doing? What is the heir to the British throne doing skiing off piste? <laughs> he should be in one of those to big do it rubber more? rings going down the nursery slope. <laughs> Another member of the royal party uh, suffered serious leg injuries, and that was Patty Palmer Tomkinson. Oh, oh, yeah, I know. Mother of Tara. Uh, what? Well, I don't know. No. And One of the Palmer Tomkinsons doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, there's we're not there, that was interested Patty, in the there was Tara, and there was Farmer, I think. Those were the, the, <laughs> the main three. Uh, but the prince uh, was able to ski to safety. But just imagine, imagine now, if we were looking at Prince William being about to be, I'm sorry to say it, but, you know, King King William. mm there would be no Dutchie Originals. Where would you get your organic cucumbers? Where would your posh biscuits come from? Oh, is that... Of course, that's where you're right. Have you had yeah. a Dutchie Original biscuit? I have. Are they it quite good. tasted of privilege. Love. Like everything I eat. Did you eat it in front of a homeless person? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Oh, in the Duchy of Cornwall going, so oh, the ironies <laughs> yeah. in this. Yeah. Go no, down no. Found like found Cookie Monster.
1: A... None of it went down my throat. It was all fluffing. and The crumbs were going everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are a horror. With your foreskin swallowing and... (laughs) Happy
1: 10th of March 2019. I'm going to take you to the 10th of March 2019, when the Boeing 737 MAX 8 is... Grounded because it's terrible and keeps crashing and killing hundreds of people. Uh, the story of the MAX 8 starts 10 years earlier, in 2010, when Airbus announced a new fuel efficient plane, the A320 Neo, which was going to revolutionise uh, plane transport by making microscopic savings in fuel efficiency, which would save airport plane companies millions of dollars every year and so Boeing I like
0: the idea of fool efficiency (laughs) yes
1: aren't we all a bit fool efficient nowadays (laughs) (laughs) for flying so Boeing got very cross and said oh no we need to update the 737 which is uh the competitor plane but we've only got six years to do it in and so they threw Boeing had gone through some sort of corporate change in the early 2000s, going from being a plane manufacturer to essentially a company that was meant to make money somehow, which was incidentally involved in the making of planes. Uh, engineers have been taken out of management roles and have been filled with people who ran hedge funds and things like that. Um, so they wanted to make something fast, cheap and good, um, and to beat Airbus to market, and so they did, with the Boeing 737 MAX 8. One of the important things was mm-hmm. that they managed to keep the same certification for pilots because they'd managed to keep that um, through all of the forms of 737. So it, there have been three previous iterations oh. of the 737. Uh, it had been around since the 1960s. So essentially, by this point, they were clanking things onto a almost 50-year-old design. Uh, but if you mm. had pilots who could fly any of them, then any airline that had older... Rolling stock? I don't know. Flying stock? Whatever they're called. Could just put their pilots uh, in anything. stock, I think. Plummeting yeah. stock. It was after that. Um, you could put them in any of the planes and they'd be fine. So the 737 MAX 8 was meant to be able to fl- be able to flown with a two-and-a-half-hour iPad refresher course. Uh, wow! <laughs> but one thing they'd done was change the... Engines and changing the engines. In changing the engines, they were now too close to the ground, so they had to move them slightly, uh, which changed the handling of the plane. Now, if you change the handling of the plane, you shouldn't be able to get the same certification to fly as another plane which flies differently, because that's the whole point: um, is you have to learn to handle that specific plane. So, in order to hide that, they put in a piece of software which very cleverly um, learned that the only time this uh, change in handling sort of affected the plane at all was when the plane was climbing steeply. So, when it detected the plane climbing steeply, this piece of software. Was meant to govern how the plane handled. Unfortunately, hmm. its detection Presumably, system
0: was rubbish. Yeah. Presumably, it was designed to stop you from climbing so steeply.
1: Yes, it goes. This is not. Yeah. I'm going to push so the nose if down. If it failed to
0: sense, if if it suddenly thought you were climbing steeply and you and weren't, weren't climbing steeply, yes, it pushed your nose. Very it would deeply push you down. towards the ground, yes. As was first Perfect. discovered, uh, Lion Air
1: discovered it in a flight uh, over Indonesia. Um, but they had a third pilot on board who just suggested flipping lots of switches. And one of them, they managed to cut the stab trim switch, which was the one. It wasn't included in the safety manuals. No one was told this software existed. Wow. It wasn't included in the quick reference handbook. So when the plane started plummeting and saying it was stalling, well, no, it was meant to avoid stalls. So when it sensed it was stalling, it was meant to go into a dive so it would come out of the stall. Yeah. Um and it was oversensitively detecting stalls. Um so that same plane which they'd managed to write on the first day was the one the first one that crashed the day after. Um and then another one crashed uh, over Ethiopia six months later. Uh and so the tenth of March was when the Boeing seven three seven Max eight was grounded for good because we are terrible at making planes nowadays.
0: Well, it's a freemium plane.
1: Yes, <laughs> if you want the non-crashing edition, that also removes the ads. That's six pounds
0: ninety-nine. <laughs> yeah, remove remove the stab and remove the ads yeah. for six pounds ninety-nine, which seems very reasonable. Yeah, it's you being a cheapskate. <laughs> well, who who won mm. out of that round? Who um, knows? We don't know. Well, you know. It's in your hands. Why don't you go online and vote? It's at date underscore fight on the Twitter there. And not Facebook. It is facebook.com forward slash date fight. Yes. Uh, It's great to be sober. Uh, Yes. I hate myself slightly less today. (laughs) 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 And uh, we will be back with another date fight tomorrow morning. Why Why don't you join us then? Bye.